Thank you for life. We give you praise, honor, and glory. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many love Jesus in this place? You can keep that on just for a second now, Joe. Hallelujah. While you're on your feet, if you can go take your Bible to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. We're going to read verse 12 through 17. How many know there's no other name that's given to men? You're so faithful, Jesus. You're so faithful, God. We are going to continue on to our topic, new creation. And if I was to subtitle this, I would subtitle this to take your stand. You know what? I'm going to do this so I can see a little better. Everyone tell somebody I must take my stand. I must take my stand. Take your stand. We are in the subject matter understanding the new creation new creature new creation matthew 11 12 through 17. thank you nando and from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violent it suffers what it suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. What did the violent do? Take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John, and if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their companions and saying, we play the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourn to you and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, the gluten, glutton, the glutton and the wine bibber and a friend of the tax collectors and sinners. I want you to listen. But wisdom. But. But what? But wisdom. Is justified. By her children. You may be seated. By that statement alone. I wanted to change my message just that quick. But we have a different assignment this morning, and I believe God wants to help us to identify some pathways of breaking the adolescence stages and the caste systems of our mind. I want you to understand, he starts with saying, uh, the kingdom suffered violent, but the violent take it by, by force. It takes it by what? Force. So the kingdom suffered violence. But the violent, the who? The violent will take it by 
force. There is a force in nature. There's a new nature. There's a force that God called us to stand in, that God calls us to live by. How many of you know you're called to be a force? Somebody say, I'm called to be a force. You're not called to be a, a, a Christian who doesn't know it's standing. And, and God is, is training the body today to learn how to have a backbone in itself. We don't have a strong enough backbone. Uh, we, we don't have war fighters. We don't have spiritual war fighters. We're, we're not there yet. We're, we're still teaching elementary principles. We're still uh, corroborating with carnal, natural nature stuff. We, we have to grow up. God is giving us the language and the legitimacy to start growing the church up. He's, he, somebody say, I'm growing up. I'm getting the principles associated with where he's called me to go. I'm coming into the height of my call. It, it, it's too much and it's too late to stay. I, I can't stay where I've been. I've got to get to where I'm going. The Bible said we go from faith to faith. There should never be a stale element in faith. We go from glory to glory. So there's always an acceleration. There's always a, a, a proactive abundance in where you're going. And we haven't identified well of why we get stale. Why do we stay stuck? Why are we not producing and progressively moving in the faith realm? Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand. Matthew 10, 34, I'm just going to read it real quick. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. Do not think that I came to what? Do not think I came to bring peace. One of the biggest issues is we don't know the patterns or the principles associated with our Christianity. So we're living haphazardly trying to bring peace in our world, in the earth. We're trying to bring peace. So we're living our Christianity to make God make our life better. I'm going to help you. Because the problem is we're trying to get our life to become better. But it's wrong. I know we didn't learn this. It's God is not there to make your life better. I know I'm going to shock you. I got to wake you up first. We're probably going to have to edit this because, you know, people use that part and then put it out there and say, see, you see what he said? You see, he don't believe. Because, see, the issue is your perception, the doctrine that you're living by, you keep trying to put God in a position that he's not obligated to. And so when you're putting God in a position that he's not obligated to, you always never, you're never going to find the peace associated with the grace that he's called to walk in. And so we fight for peace and we fight for this Christianity thing and we do these things by obligation and we want to, we, we, we're doing things in the church. We're doing things in our faith, what we're calling faith in, in our believing, but we're not coming to the reality of the height of the call that we're really called to. So God is trying to reestablish the right principles associated with what you're called to, but you've got to understand the life of the spirit, the life of God. And it starts with your definitions. Two major defilements of why the adversary usually have the upper hand on believers 
is number one, cultural and, and religious traditions and your definitions. What did I just say? Culture and religious traditions and defilement of your definitions. He corrupts your definitions of what you think you know. Because if you think you know it, but you never live up to it, you never ask nor open yourself for what God wants to say. Nor the people who might want to say it for God. So you limit and God leaves a moratorium over what you can receive. And that moratorium should have told you there is more to the story. There are many moratoriums that, that prevent us from different things. The problem with the church is we stay there and we reshape the doctrine. We what? Reshape the doctrine rather than identifying God, what are you trying to say? Is the word true? Let me ask you a question. Is the word true? Is the word true? If the word is true, that anything that's not coming to the word, we don't change the word. We got to change ourselves in confinement with what the word said. Don't ever change what the word said to fit the narrative that you believe. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So there is something that God is trying to get us to understand because if the kingdom is going to suffer violence, but the church is not ready for violence. <laughs> if the kingdom is going to suffer what? But the church is not ready for, we got a problem. See, that, this is the problem. We're not ready for violence. <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Pastor, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know what church we, we, we're talking to this morning. He's telling you the kingdom. If the kingdom is within you, if you have something that the world is going to go against, you're going to suffer violence. I did not come to bring peace on this earth. I came to bring a sword. Do not count. Listen to me. I have, uh, uh, listen, in the world you will have many. But in me you will have what? So there's a, a, a correlation of understanding there's a certain life that you must learn to live. Or if you don't learn to live that, you are by default going to continue to reach a cycle in that which was already predictable. There's something with the body that, 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 that especially in maturity, where we got to start to address. Because, see, I'm not so interested in the dynamics of church to make you happy about what you think is making uh, God happy. What, what do you mean by that? We do a lot of things, but there's no content to it. And that tells me we're, we're not understanding something. You know how? Because we, are, we, we have lost the preemptive, the preemptive, preemptive understanding of what is beforehand. What is the preemptive principle before you go reach an issue? Okay, let, let me make more sense. Most of us are reaching issues that the mature already knew you were going to reach. I, by default, you were going to reach it. The problem is, why didn't you know you were going to reach it? All right, let, let's back up. Well, some of you will say, well... Well, I'm learning, Pastor. No, 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 no. Hold on. See, because there's something bigger here. Because back in the day, people knew when they was in the wrong. Today, we don't know. 
How many of y'all know years ago, I was, I was small, but there's a different reverence to God. If you came in church wrong, you knew you was wrong. You want, you sit all the way in the back. Where that prophet at? She might find me. Yeah. You hide yourself. Oh, but today because of the way. Oh, you do what you want to do and come right in the pulpit. Ain't nobody discerning. Ain't nobody caring. Nobody. Everybody just waiting for a good message to build their life so God can make their life better. And by the spirit, God is saying, what is going on with my church? I am. This is not a YMCA. You didn't just come to a membership. And we do theatrics to make you stay with the membership. That's why people come, they're surprised. They think, no, 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 no. I don't work like that. The context of your relationship with me is based on God. I don't have time to do tricks for you. You like that? All right. Can you stay at the church? I don't have time. People are dying and I don't have, I don't have time. I, I deal with too much to be playing tricks. So God has, has raised some people after his heart to build a war, an army. To build a what? An army. And this army, you know, listen, they think different. They perceive different. They're, they're not caught up with everything that everybody's trying to do. Do not think I came to bring peace in earth. But our language is as if God designed this thing to be in peace. And we have no preemptive measures to understand these things are going to happen. The problem, that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. The problem is why weren't you prepared? What's the problem? Why? So now we got to do, can y'all think with me this morning? You know what the church needs to start doing? Okay, don't just get excited on the message. Think. Let's go in critical thinking. Okay, why are we keep reaching this? Why is this mountain keep doing this? Because to the mature, you, you, the Bible says the body, we, we're, we're giving them to the point of maturity. We're, we're teaching them the knowledge of God so that they can in, in, interpret wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the Bible says, come to the fivefold, come to the body so that you can mature. You can have the maturity, the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry to the edifying of the body of Christ. So there's an emphasis of the body to learn knowledge of God. You're learning the knowledge of God. However, we got to root out the uh, 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 deceptive patterns of our past and, and of our uh, rebellion. So that we can learn to hold a word. Tell somebody, I want to learn to hold a word. Can you, can you hold a God thought? I know you can say what you heard pastors say, but how many of you know I'm trying to push you to hold your own God thought? When, when, when I'm looking for, can you hold a God thought? How long do you discern? How many of you know there are gifts of the spirit? There are what? Okay, the first spiritual gift you must learn is the gift of discernment and discerning of spirits. The average Christian have the gift of discerning of spirits. Or they might have it, they're not activated. How do you know? Because most of us don't know if we're talking from our, the spirit of God, the religious or carnal flesh, 
or our own human nature? Do you know if you talk which realm you're talking from? Somebody say the spirit. There's a gift, the, the, the gift of discerning of what? Spirit. Are you discerning what you're talking to? You can't discern who you're talking to until you start discerning it in yourself. <laughs> uh oh. It was good when I was discerning in you. But now you're talking about me. Yeah, but until you learn to look in the mirror to just start discerning what spirit you're in, you're going to have a problem discerning the other spirit. Yeah, if I get too argumentative, I, I stop looking at people. I go, oh, it's not. See, maturity says I got to go look at myself in the mirror and discern what spirit am I of right now. So the first step of discerning the spirits is knowing where I am. And too many times the new doctrine in the church is the reason why we're trying to go run and do the work of God and we haven't started even discerning ourselves. Saints, there's an a issue going on in the body of Christ and God has to deal with the first issue. He has to deal with the what? Okay, he said, I got to correct the house first. I got to correct the house first. The, the issue with the house is we're, we're dealing with elements that we have to root out in many belief systems. Because until we root those belief systems out, people are going to keep undermining the real divine protocols associated with the body of Christ. You are not an individual. As a, a believer, you are a part of the. You can't do without you got to be known in the body. You got to be what? Everything we do in church is always associated with what we want for our own life. It's a, it's, it's wrong. It's what? Let me give you one reason how we know it, how we know that's our perspective. We are more busy than, in trying to build our personal life than build the church. So we we'll, we can wait for the class to learn who I am so I can operate in the fullness of my gift to edify the church. We can wait for that. I'll do that when, when I feel like and when time comes. If I miss church, I'll, you know, you understand. Now, don't go into condemnation. You've got different reasons. But see, we, we don't understand God's perspective. Because the emergency of you coming into understanding God's priority, it's an emergency. Somebody say it's an emergency. God has divine priorities. Your priority is just try to uh, hurry up and get enough money to live off. Oh, it's going to be tight this morning. I want to help you. Glory to God. Because, see, the outcome of what we are doing is proven the income of what we're receiving. And God is trying to give us preemptive measures, preemptive principles, so we can know what's to come. But to know that all things of life and godliness is in him first. How many of you know that everything in toward life and godliness is in him? It's in where? It's in him. That riches and wealth is in my house also. So God's first priority what did he tell Peter? 
Upon this rock, I will what? Upon this rock, I will what? Upon this, Peter, the revelation you got about me, upon this rock, I will what? He's not, he hasn't stopped building the church. So the revelation that you think you have for your individual prosperity is totally wrong pre-church. Okay, glory to God. Stay with me, stay with me. I'm going to say it one more time. The revelation you're thinking you're getting to be everything. I got my promotion. How long you have you been in church? Well, yeah. yeah. Where, what's your position? Are you sir? When when is the last time you told anybody about Jesus? Is anybody following you? See, we we, we we're not gonna ask the question. Y'all got quiet like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to ask ourselves, what what is going on? Something is going on where where we've been sleeping, we don't know it. We've gotten comfortable in the seats to hear a message for our own life. And God is saying, where is my body? Any game, LGBT community, they know how to stick together. They get a new member, oh man, they coach you. They dress you, give a place to live, a place to stay. They teach you how to go to your mom and daddy and tell them how you change your life. So you got discipleship. You got love. You man, you they walk with you. If you feel like they make you change your doctrine, just call us and we're gonna be they'll get up at two o'clock in the morning and make sure that you stay on the pendulum that they have you on. Until maturity. The church, the church, we're building and laying hands on gifts without looking at life. And we're wondering where the infection is coming from. Because we got prophets with an ugly heart. Uh-oh, we got preachers who don't like people. We, we got issues. And God has to deal with the issues first. He has to deal with the what? But if our paradigm is only in the interim of our own being, we're going to miss the totality of what Christ is trying to help us to understand. Know that everything you do, I don't care if you have a grass cutting business, you are, watch this, you are still building the church. You are still what? That's why they need to come to your desk and do Bible study. You are still what? No matter where you are, you are building the, so that revelation was not for you, it's for the church. And everything that comes to you is through the church. Ah, yeah, time. Somebody say preemptive preparation. Come on, bring your language up. Preemptive preparation. Preemptive. You got it. Preparation. Preemptive means beforehand, to, to take beforehand, to prepare pre, before war, before something. You should have preemptive preparation. That means the Bible says, listen, he said, do not be ignorant of his what? Now, how can you fight and you don't know what they bring into the fight? How many of y'all been in school before and you ain't want no friends that couldn't fight? Now, everybody, some of y'all raised different. But, I, you know, I went to school. I had to find the biggest dude. Me and you are friends. I'll give you my lunch. I'm going to walk behind you, brother. 
don't want nobody weak on your team. Well, you know, I think. You thinking, no, you ain't ready for this fight. <laughs> some of y'all had to fight your way through school. But you needed some real people, some real gorillas on your team. Come on, yeah. Sick them, you in the back. Always talking the hardest. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, y'all sick them. Come on, soldier, go in the front. God is saying, my church is not ready for the battle before them. They've learned to sit under motivational teachings. They've learned to be encouraged. There's nothing wrong with none of this. I said, it's nothing wrong with what? But the problem with this is it did not lead to the, the acceleration of understanding and wisdom through the spirit of God. It is not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit in all things. And so when we have not learned the principles associated with what we're trying to do, and we get excited Sunday on Sunday on Sunday on Sunday, and nobody's checking your doctrine to see, do you understand it? What's two plus two? I heard your message. It was good. What's two plus two? Man, you know, it was so good. But what's two plus two? Okay. Yeah, all right. So we got to do something different. I'm glad to. How many good messages have I preached? How many messages have you heard that good people preach? All right. Y'all, y'all going to think with me, right? Okay. How many messages have you heard that's good? Not just me. How, I, how many YouTube channels have you heard that's good? You got your breakthrough before you got into work. The issue becomes is when we're in circular motion and encouragement. But we didn't identify why in the world am I there if I have preemptive divine principles associated with it. If I'm overcoming that message, some messages are not for me. All right. Glory to God. Okay, let, let's prove this. How many of you know a sixth grader? Listen, how many of you know a sixth grader is deep to a third grade? But once the third grader gets to sixth grade, they're like, oh, I know this. So what was deep don't become deep anymore. Y'all all right with this? How many of you, since you came to this church, your channels have been changing and what you have to listen to? Oh, what happened? It's not working for you anymore? Why are you not encouraged from that? What happened to your encouragement? That one used to make you shout all over the place. Oh, so God just being for you, you need something bigger than that now. Oh, so there's something more that you, you that see, that word has levels to it. It has what? It has levels to it. And usually that word is okay from a person who's in that space. But when you build to a certain level, the encouragement of a word or the inspiration or the provoking of that word is not taken serious unless you know the person hit the realm. See, if I know you're just telling me that because you want to encourage me, uh, you know, hallelujah, glory to God. But when you walk in the realm of somebody, when that word is preeminent out of you, 
Now it does something different to me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So God, I'm not supposed to take that much time right here. God is trying to change our training. God is trying to change our what? Our training is out of order. Our training is what? When you apply for college, you know what to do. You, you know so well. You, you, you go to admissions. They have a what? A payment. They tell you what's required. And boy, we go into it what's required. We, we'll work five jobs for what's required. They tell you what's required, and you go stand in the book line. Three hours. Park 15, 20 minutes away. Because you've got to get the training because you see an outcome. It's interesting in the body of Christ. He shows the payment. We throw the payment away. And we're only in the line that says blessing. And if it's not going to do something for me, Pastor, you know, my cat didn't get fed today. And the issue with this type of training is that we don't understand the responsibility as a believer. I'm not, I really didn't come to teach this tonight, this morning. But y'all all right with this? There is a response, a re. There is a re-ability. And the response is from the divine place. So when a person don't know the response, I know they haven't tapped into the divine. When they don't know the response, they haven't tapped into the divine. So the question is, why do they have language if they haven't tapped into the divine? Language outside of the divine is dangerous. Can y'all stay with me for a second? That's why you charge your tablet at night. When you have four kids, they go on it. Thank God for iPhone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to work with this little screen today. Yes, we are. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews 5.12 for me real quick. Hebrews 5.12. How many of you are learning something so far? See, the discerning, the discerning, somebody say discerning. Discernment is a faculty of spiritual perception. Discernment is the faculty of spiritual perception. Discerning is the faculty of what? Okay. For you to know what God is doing in his ways, you have to have discernment. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Hebrews 5, 12. For though by this time, though by what time? Do I know my time? Can I stop right here for a second? What time are you in? What time are you at? 
You know, a lot of people come to me and say, Pastor, man, you know, for your age, you have a lot of wisdom. You have a lot of knowledge. And, and we would seemingly think I am before my. The question is, what is the measure that we will say that? What if I'm on time? Uh oh, I knew this not going to go over. Can somebody say amen? What if I'm just really on time? So we got to ask ourselves, where are we discerning time from? Am I discerning time from where I come from? From a world perspective? If I'm going to discern time from a divine perspective, I'm actually, be, I could be a little under time, but I'm on time. Somebody say, I, I'm on time. Now, you said just that, see if you're on time. Now, don't go into condemnation. As I know I ain't on time. Tell somebody, no condemnation. Stop being, stop, stop standing in condemnation. The good thing is God can accelerate your time. That's why he's the redeemer of time. He's the re of time, which means he can restore. I can tell by the excitement. We got to build your faith up again. See, some of us need restored time, but our faith is sleeping. Tell somebody, wake up. If he can do that at that level, what am I doing with my time? I am on time. Somebody say, I want to be on time. If I am behind time, God is trying to restore my time. Come on, I want to talk to somebody this morning. God is trying to restore your time. Stop wasting time, and he's trying to restore it. You're wasting time in the pit of where you've been. And God is saying, hey, now that I open your eyes, I need you to learn to restore time. What is your judgment of the time that you are perceiving? So if what I am saying is ahead of time, what measure are you measuring that from? Somebody say divine measures. What are you measuring what you're saying from? Let's finish. Let, let, let's see. Let, let, this, this is going to help us to understand time. Also, for this time, you ought to be what? You ought to be teachers, but you need someone to keep reading. Okay, so he's saying you need to teach you, someone to teach you again, the first oracles of the what? Principles of God. The oracles of God. Excuse me, that wasn't that one. The oracles of what? Now, based on just this statement, remember, what are the elementary principles? Paul listed out some elementary principles. Okay? So, if he's listed out the elementary principles, and then he's saying somebody got to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, that means everybody shouldn't be speaking on behalf of God. Uh-oh. So, what class are you in? It done got quiet again. Lord Jesus. It doesn't mean that I can't tell my testimony of what God did. 
but revelating beyond the principles associated with maturity. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So he's making a statement. I, I need my oracles to look a certain way. Because if my oracles don't look a certain way, we're going to keep reinforcing that thing that caused people to undermine the word of God. He said, for the traditions that you do, you make the word of God to know, uh, come on, and you pass them on. You understand? So we've been passing on principles that haven't been situated right. He told, that's what he said, for the traditions that you continue to do and pass on. You're making the word of God to know, uh, so you're living by something that you haven't spiritually uh, come to. All right, let's get down the road. The oracles of God, and you have needs of milk and not what? Go to the next scripture. For everyone who partakes only of is what? They're what? They're what? In the what? In the word of what? Okay, how do one become saved? Okay, who knows the scripture? How do you want to become saved? Okay, follow me. In the righteousness of God is revealed from... Okay, so how does one become saved? The revealing of the... Of who? Okay, so if I'm unskilled in the word of righteousness, how can I bring people to salvation? All right. Come on, I need y'all to come in the room to I, I'm I'm trying to push on, but you're, you're something. And come on in the room. Come on, I'm trying to give you more than just a little bit. He's saying the unskilled worker don't know how to do this thing right. They're trying to do surgery, and they're not submitted to the body properly. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? They're unskilled in the word of righteousness. How many of you know what unskilled look like? You went to one discipleship class. You went to one prophetic meeting and you're using that same paradigm on everybody. So that's why you tell the drunk to go get right. You tell the prostitute, you need to get your life together. That's an unskilled person in the word of righteousness. There's a way that God uses his words to deal with people. There's a what? A way. And usually the grace that we have not come to is the one that we can't give. It's usually we're legalistic in that view. We're what? This is why as you mature in God, God has to do something upon your heart because you have to watch people make a mess and then go sleep, slip in it. And keep a smile on your face. What did I just say? You're going to hold their hand. They're going to make the mess because they're not ready yet. Then they're going to slip in it. You're going to keep a smile on your face from the start to the finish. And you're going to walk it out. But many are not ready for that level. Because you told them the first time. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I wish I got it the first time. Uh-oh, look like we got some honesty class this morning. I wish I got it the first time. First, second, third, fourth. 
seven times. How long? All right, you want to judge that way. How long did it take you? Oh, look at all those oohs. Whoa! I heard that much unity in a long time. Whoa! So there's a skillful way to deal with the souls that God is calling you to speak as an oracle through and impart grace to them so they can see him and walk this thing out properly. And if we don't get to the confines of the elementary of salvation, to the end goal of maturity, we're going to keep bringing people through a process that's broken. Come in, come out, and it's still broken. Come in, come out, still broken. And the more that you do that, more rebellion comes. And the more you do that, we don't have time to, 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 it, it's, we have emergency rooms in church today. It's an emergency room. You know how they built those emergency centers now? You get, get one in your neighborhood because the hospital too packed. Yeah, yeah, God is, thank you. God is building urgent care hospitals. So he's having to do an urgent care because we, the, the, the principles and the doctrine and the teaching, the things that we've learned is so corruptive to the preeminence and preemptive measures of where God is trying to really take us. Can you say amen? I am speaking before my time today. Three levels of discernment. Number one, there's natural intuition. Write this down. Natural what? Three levels of a discernment. There's natural intuition. This is where you know you're hungry. Somebody say, I'm hungry. Some of y'all feeling it right now. You got a natural intuition. You say, I got discernment. I know what I, I know what my belly wants. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I am ready. I know what. You got it already prepared. That bowl of ice cream is sitting there in your mind. With the, with the hot foot. Whatever you're going to put in. Brownies. Uh-oh, let me stop tempting y'all, man. I got you, Kevin. I got you. I, I'm the same way. Sometimes you got to block that thing. That devil, get out of my mind. Number two, heightened sensation. Heightened sensation. Number two. So there's those who have the heightened sensation. How many have sensed something spiritually? You discern something, but you didn't necessarily have language for it. So you discern a lot of things, but you don't necessarily know what you're sensing. So many of us have the gift. We're sensitive to many realms. We're sensitive to what? We're sensitive to the realm, but we, we, can't, we don't have the necessary language for the realm. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you have the ability to see, but you can't perceive. You have the ability to what? See, but you can't receive, perceive. Some of us in this level... We can fear, and sometimes it can bring us into fear. But we see something we don't know how to deal with. Are you hear what I'm saying? In the first and the second level, the danger is we don't come to getting the knowledge and the information that we need to know. So most people who call themselves master prophets and all that stuff don't even know. This one needs to get their life right. Everybody can see that. That, I didn't need discernment to see that. This one, he, he's smoking. Everybody can smell it. I didn't need a revelation. Brother, you got a revelation? You got something? Oh, you heard God? 
smelled, we, everybody done smelt the nicotine. They did a whole whiff as they went, ain't nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, we're not judging, I'm just saying. It, when we do that as it as as its maturity, oh, if you met a real prophet, they're gonna they can all right. So masters, uh, it's a whole different language to that. They can read some mail. But what we have changed in the church is a bewitchment to the reality of what Christ has been trying to establish. Are y'all staying with me? So let's get down the road. Number three is the alignment elevated interpretation. Alignment elevated interpretation. So that's the place that we want to be. We want to have a interpretation through alignment. And that's at ascendant level. Staying and holding a, a God thought. Staying and holding a God principle. Staying and holding a God word. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? All right, let, let's get to this thing here. Let's finish this scripture out real quick. Verse 14. Verse 14. But solid food belongs to those who are what? It belongs to those who are what? My prayer is that we can start having room conversations with those who are full age. My prayer is that what? We can have a full age conversation. Can you say amen? Who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use, they by reason of use have their to do what? To do what? To do what? Both. So you, your, your discernment of what is good and evil is only at the place of your interpretation and your discernment. I got 15 minutes. Is that the place of your what? Discernment. What do you see? What am I looking at? What is my problem? What is my issue? And how am I perceiving this issue? What is my issue? What is my problem? How am I what? See, the danger is when you start adopting language to stay in it. I always say this. God doesn't have a problem that you have a problem. Saints, get this in your mind. God doesn't have a problem that we have. That is not God's problem. God's problem is when we, when we transfer a problem with a solution that's not him. Which means you, you have an imbalanced weight of where you think you are. That's a problem. Because at that problem, your justification will not allow God to develop you. Your problem is not that you had a problem. Your problem is not that you had a past. It's not that you're, you're struggling. It's not that you're, you're addicted. That is not God's problem. And that's God came for you. So if I'm going to help you understand the doctrine that's changed and the problem, I'm going to give you the scripture for it. But you got to understand your problem is not the problem. The problem is you don't realize and staying with who is the answer. Can you say amen? Okay, we're going to discover the answer. And I'm going to show you the first problem with the body of Christ. The first problem with the what? Okay, let's get to the first problem real quick. I want you to go real quick. 
to John 3.16. Look, some of y'all already, I already know this one. Look at you. You already got you already got it in your mind. Ooh, I know this is my favorite one. Let's see if we know it. Where did we go to? John. Oh, my Bible scholar. Y'all ready, boy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your nose up in there. Mm-hmm. I know this one. I ain't even got to go through the scriptures. Let's go through this together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. For God so loved the world that he did what? He did what? If he gave, why you keep giving? See, see, we got to understand something. See, the first problem and where we're missing it is we've been taught to give without getting first. Okay, track with me. If he came to give, the problem with us is every day we're trying to wake up and go give. And God is confused because I gave. So if you're trying to give, you're battling with what I'm trying to do. So we're in a battle of giving. Because we're so busy trying to give and give and give. And we find ourselves to no effect. We say, God, I I prayed, but nothing happened. I can tell you nothing happened because you came out the same way. See, the mental capacity, the strength, the power, the mentality. If you got something, there's a language to it. Are y'all all right with this? If he gave, he loved the world and he did what? All right, let's go to another scripture before it's so I can help you understand. Stay with me real, real quick. He, he loved the world and he what? Go to John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to what? Kill and? destroy but I have come that and okay so the reason why I came is that they may have life and have it more okay if God gave he was trying to give you an understanding of the Christhood in the new covenant The new covenant understanding is not you going to try to give. The new covenant understanding is you receive what he gave. Some of y'all, see, you're taking it too small and it's actually really big. Because if you take this principle small, you're not going to understand the rest of it. See, our focus points are keep trying to give God what we don't have. And God is saying that's the problem. The new covenant living is, you see what I did. See, I know you're not moving until you see what I did. So why would I accept you from what you don't even have? For example, if I'm not feeling myself, I'm, not, I'm feeling depressed, feeling overwhelmed. How can I go give that to God and I don't even see a perspective of him? 
Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So the new covenant living is you need to see him. That's why faith come by. So we've made an obligationary principle in the church that if you're going through, just go pray. And it's yes, but no. Because sometimes you might need to sit on the word. Sometimes you need somebody that has the word. Sometimes you need to go read the word to, to get provoked, to want to give it to him. How many have a favorite show? I ain't going to judge you. You know you record it. You wait for it. You know it. You desire it. You know what time it come on. You ready for it. You have a desire after it. We're trying to give God what we don't even desire. The danger becomes when we're doing that and we have an expectation for him to give us something. Saints, the outcome of a battle is proving the income of what you understood. The outcome of a battle is proving the what? Of what you so if I keep meeting this battle this way, I don't go into justification of the battle and make it as if God needs to deal with the devil. What did I just say? As God need to, God has already dealt with the devil. God don't need to deal with the devil. You got to deal with him. I got to do a different message. By, by looking at what's going on. Let me, let me back up. God is trying to tell you, I love the world. I love the world and I gave already. What I'm calling you to do is learn to receive what I gave. And if you learn to receive what I gave, watch this. By default, it's going to empower you to live what I call to live. You are not getting your life better. You're, in, you're, you're transforming your life. It's not a better life. It's a transference of life. He said it's by him that we will, that we do, and have our being. So how in the world your will is still here? Who's, it's a battle of the will. It's a battle of the what? Who has your will? See, what the, the issue is, see, this is the, the problem right now is the problem. Some of y'all got that. The problem is the problem right now. Because we're having to help understand, watch this, because if we are, so many are so deep, why are we teaching repentance from dead works? Repentance from what? So the average, what I'm teaching today is repentance from, stop doing things that's dead. It produced no power. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness. Come on, church. Peace and joy in where? It's in the. So can you hold the Holy Ghost? Can you hold the spirit realm? Can you hold what God gave you? Can I talk that right real quick? If you're not holding that, Everything that I'm justifying outside of that, 
It's to no effect. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? All right. Let, let me bring some context here. Somebody say, learn to receive. Learn to receive. Learn to receive. Yeah, you, you don't have a giving problem. You have a receiving problem. We have more of a receiving problem than a... We have more of a what? Than a... When you go to pray, don't just start talking. If you need to encourage your heart, sometimes that's why you read the word, to provoke your heart. Now, it's nothing wrong with talking, but you have you, 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 everything that you're doing in the flesh. How many know you always start in the flesh? Usually, if you're not holding up, upholding the spirit realm, you, you start in the flesh. Don't tell me you're in the spirit. You're not. You just talk nasty to that person. You're not in the spirit right now. You're not even thinking straight. Well, you know, I'm. No, who cares? See, see, until we stop, we start identifying that, that type of language, that stuff needs to go. I'm full. You ain't full. You don't know what full is. Now, I got to be careful because a lot of people are new here. They might think I'm critical. What I mean by that is <laughs> full. There's a way. Full people don't talk like that. Full people don't act like that. So by default, their definitions is totally off. Y'all get it? No, I'm not saying we throw them away. All right? But if we don't deal with that language, the children, the people that's following them is going to think fool is that I can talk God and curse at the same time. So they're reinforcing something that's making the word of God to Noah. So until God builds a church that can love people in the truth and say, hey, hey, ah, whoa, 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 hey, I love you, but uh, let's consider something else. That, um, can I pray for you? Because I, 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 you know, I know what you said, but let's go behind closed doors and let's talk. Let, let's see what's really going on. And then you raise them up and teach them to stop doing that. If we don't stop those type of things, that's why we take the word to God in no effect. I sit Friday night, we sit with people, the young adults, people come from college. Thank God we, we, we open a conversation. And the way that I have to start it is to help them understand what they saw is not all that's to be. Because, see, they, 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 they've already calculated how church people do. All right. Glory to God. The problem with church people, we don't know that, that they're calculating. So that already says that you don't have discernment. So if you, I can calculate what you're going to do and you don't discern I'm calculating, your calculator is broken. Oh, watch this is so-and-so. Here she goes. Here it comes. Hey, there it goes. They're playing with your God. And then, you know, we used to go home and talk, talk about how church people do. You saw sister so so she jacked her neck like that. Yeah. She, you know, she got it on. And then the one in the room with the tambourine and the one with the hat on the side. So we'll do that openly with someone who's in, full, in rebellion of the God in the first place. 
So not knowing that the smile that they're justifying what you're saying is proving to them that you don't even believe what you're saying. Uh, yeah, see, we don't understand what we do. He's running homosexually. He's going down that road. But we're still playing with God in front of their face and want them to take God seriously. You play with God in front of them and you want them to take God It's foolishness. So you're trying to train them up in God. Do you know if somebody's calculating you? And why are you being calculated if you're walking by the Spirit? Y'all all right with this? Why are you being what? Now, what I mean by calculated is somebody is in blatant rebellion against something. Which means they think they know what they don't necessarily know. Right? So if I'm walking by the Spirit, I have to be the authority to discern the moment. Can you say amen? God is trying to give you preemptive wisdom. Preemptive what? To handle all things. To handle all things in His way. Can you say amen? All right, let's get to the shouting part. Glory to God. Y'all make it look like I'm whipping somebody in here. I'm just, I'm just trying to teach. Can y'all say amen? You know, we, 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 we have to get to a place. Go to Ephesians 6.10 and I'm done. 6.10 through 18. Ephesians 6.10 through 18. How many of y'all been blessed so far? See, what God is trying to get us to understand is to provoke people into righteousness, right standing with him, right standing with him, with him so they can start living by him. Not living by a religion, living by him, not living by a, a, a practice, living by him. And the greatest goal is to push people to desire him. Him. Do you desire him? Do you desire him? And when I don't have a desire after him, I don't say something is wrong with the world. I say something is wrong with me because until I get my desire right, I won't perceive the world right. See, God loved the world and he died for it, but he told you don't like it. Because he said, you don't know how to interpret the world. So you don't like it. You, you learn to love the world in what I gave you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So desiring after God is going to help you understand the principles that you need to come into power. To come into what? What is defeating you? You ready? Now he just told you the kingdom suffered, but the violent take it by. What force is the violent taking it? We're going to add it up now. We're putting it out there. Now we're about to add it. Y'all ready to get the answer? See, the problem is what we are doing is not producing the power that God designed for you to walk in. So if I am saying I'm praying and the perception of prayer was not to come out in power, I already misplaced what prayer is. Okay, I lost about half of y'all. If 
I'm doing something and I'm not getting the outcome with the word said I'm supposed to get. And I justify that and live by that. I'm already wrong. There's real prayer. Means that you connected a peace with God. You come up transformed. That's why I know they taught us that we can have depression and be in faith at the same time. It's a lie from hell. Uh oh, I just messed up about 10 people in here. Okay, let's bring context. You can believe and not be in faith. You can what? Okay, now we got to correct some. What did we talk about? What's, what's causing the problem with the, the adversary dealing with? Religious and uh, 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 definitions. So let's define. You can believe and not be in faith. It's impossible, saints. Oh, see, this is the conversation we need to have. It's impossible to be depressed and be in faith at the same time. You can believe and be depressed. You can't be in faith and be depressed. Oh, I wish I had a whole week on this. Because, see, this is our problem. You've, comprom you've been compromised internally and don't even know it. So your definitions by default is keeping you in the... So the preemptive measure to make sure that thing come off of you can't come because you don't know there's something after this believing. Come on, catch up, catch up, catch up, catch up. There is something after this believing. All right, I'm going through. How many know we all go through it sometime? I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through. Do I believe God? Yes. I believe him. If the children can be destroyed for the lack of knowledge, he says my children. But they're destroyed. My children. So I believe him. Okay? Yet, I'm going through. Mentally, emotionally, psychologically, physically. Okay? What we usually do, watch this, is pray that God, watch this, help us. In a, this is going to help you. Pray God help us. Okay? Help. Help. Help us and do something for us. Okay? And when we pray that, watch this. We wait for him to do it. God help me. Amen. God, I need you to. Amen. Mentally, psychologically, I'm still. I am still. I am still. Because we didn't understand New Testament living, we're still in the Old Testament. We're still in the old, we're still living the law. We didn't understand that that's not what he told you to do. He didn't tell you to pray like that. He said, don't pray like that. Don't pray like the Gentiles do. Stop telling me what you need and know what I need. And when you know what I need, I'm obligated to meet your need. Oh, come on, somebody. When you know what I need, I'm obligated to meet your need. Now I learn. Wait, 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 wait. God, because you died for me, because you shed your blood, because you're so good, now something else is happening. 
Now my being is believing in the death of the cross. And I'm receiving the power from on high. And then he's transferring something to me. It's called grace. Now watch this. In me, when I'm praying, saying, Lord, I'm rendering my, what I need. But I'm looking at what he thinks about me. What he called me to become. For the joy that was set before him. I'm looking, set your eyes on the things of heaven and not the things on earth. So when I'm set like that, watch this. Now there's a transfer. Somebody say divine transfer. There's a dialysis going on. There's a switching of DNA and blood. There's a blood transfer. You say, why blood transfer? Because the more you see Jesus, the more you see your DNA. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you see Christ, the more you see your DNA. You don't see, we got to study on the blood. Because that's why he said you have not rejected the, 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 you have not yet rejected to the point of bloodshed striving against sin. So there's a shedding in my obedience. There's a shedding in my seeing of Christ. So when I'm doing that, there's a transfer of grace and peace. There's an awareness of God that he brings. Watch this. He did not say, I'm coming to meet your need. I'm not obligated to do that because I told you I gave you all things pertaining to what? I've already set before you life. And so why are you asking me to come do something? Don't take me off my throne. I've given you the preemptive ability to grab hold of my spirit. In the spirit, watch this, you get empowered. And faith, which is in your inner parts, now tell you it's going to be all right. Now you got a smile on your face where you was depressed. You don't walk out of prayer the same way. Well, I'm still waiting on God. No, you don't understand the God. God is trying to empower you. But it's called the inner goal, the energy of by the spirit. Like going to get your cake. See, Superman, how many of us saw Superman? Not that I watched it many times. If there was a problem, he saw the problem. He didn't run to the problem in his clothes. And Christians keep running to the problem in their clothes. Wait, what I got to do? Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what's the problem? So, so our life is putting out fires every day. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then we went up putting out the fire. You got to watch out for the devil. The devil going to hit me back and all this stuff. And so now we woe out and we need two weeks of rest. You, you, you did one thing. Oh, I wish some of y'all walk with me in my schedule. Because you're in your own flesh. How in the world am I doing that if I'm in his strength? That's why Superman go in the closet. He shuts the door. And Jesus said, when you do that, what you do openly, I'm going to reward. You go get your cape in the room and say in the name of Jesus, this mind is not what you said. Any doubt in me, take it out. Something going on with your body? Stay until you believe it inside. I know your mind is saying it, but let your heart say it. Stay until you believe it on the inside. When you start believing on the inside, watch this. Nobody can stop you from believing or, or stop you from what you got. 
That's what receiving does. That's what what? That's why Christians are wore out. The Bible says the adversary wished to wear you out. You know how he wears out? By the law. We're still checkboxing God. God, I gave you five minutes. God, I gave you 30. Okay. That wasn't the question. Did you get something out of it? The question is, did power come out of what you did? I don't care if I spent two weeks fasting. If nothing came out of it, I waste time. Uh-oh, see, I'm not used to this type of language. See, they taught you to believe a lie. You fasted for a month? Whoa, get him the mic, get him the mic. You ain't getting no mic. I need to see what you got out of that month. You might have been doing something that you didn't understand. I don't care about you fasted. You might have been dieting. Did you grab something out of the realm that now you can go home and say, devil, get off of my kids. Hey, be healed. Get off of my mind. Did you grab something out of a realm that brought you into a new dimension? That is kingdom living. Saints, we're not in religious operation of things anymore. Are you gaining the power that God delivered in the earth? That's, that's what your prayer focus needs to be. I don't pray. I don't come out until I come out with something. I don't come out until I what? I better come. Somehow, sometimes I don't get the full measure that I want. I might get this measure, but I better come out with. What is the something that I'm coming? The kingdom of God is not in word. See, it's in. It's in what? Your Bible said it's not in what? You know why we use so many words? Because we ain't have no power. And the adversary has been truly making us communicate that which only comes sometime by power. But even if you use a word, that word should be powerful if you met the realm. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say kingdom perspective versus church perspective. What do I mean by church perspective? There's a perspective that the church needs to make sure that they're adopting through the, through the kingdom of God. Preemptive preparation. Somebody say preemptive preparation. Where do I get preemptive preparation from? Go and put my cape on. Saints, there are issues that we're meeting that, watch this, by default, was supposed to come. Okay, I need you to hear me. There are issues that are worse. That's why he told you, do not be in the world. Don't be like the world. Didn't he say that? Yet, we keep telling God, maybe it's going to work this time. So I keep maybeing something of the flesh. That maybe it'll work this time. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Everything that God is trying to get into you, he's trying to get what? He will never try to get something outside of you until you get it into you first. This is a spirit internal life. That's why you have eternal life. 
Stop making a temporary thing an eternal thing. If I live forever, how much I live forever? If you save, you live forever. Uh oh, that's gonna help somebody this morning. I don't know about you. That's encouraging. Because I live forever, guess what? I can make decisions for him now. Preemptive planning. God gives the sermon that you can pre-plan with power. Where you about to go? Do you see? Do you why does it take us so long for the thing to get crazy to realize the pre preemptive measures that could have prevented the crazy? Somebody say it shouldn't take that long. What am I justifying that had to bring me to the part of crazy? That I didn't get ahead of time. Somebody said preemptive planning. I know, number one, based on my communication and others' communication, is this something that's going to last eternally? Or it's something that's going to be a problem quickly because it's from the flesh. I'm about to stop. I'm just going to read the first part of this scripture. What did I tell you to go to? Ephesians. Hallelujah. Finally, my brother. Be strong in the Lord and the of who might? Who's might? You know why you're so quiet when I'm talking about prayer? Because you keep thinking you're praying in your might. Thank you for the mm. I take that as a hallelujah. He's trying to get us out of elementary. We keep thinking we're mature. He's trying to get us out of. We still pray in our might. And have no idea. The Bible says we don't know what we ought to pray, but the spirit does what? So you're going to start in your flesh, but do you discern when the spirit came to help? Or did you stay in your flesh the whole time and walked out back in your flesh? It's why I'm getting the outcome that I'm getting. Come on, somebody say, I can handle it straight, Pastor. I can handle it straight. Come on. Come on. You said you want to walk now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You said you could walk. Let's, let's walk. Let's walk. Nobody beating you on the head. It's counting for nothing. You were stayed in your flesh. When Jesus, he's not obligated to the realm of the flesh. It takes faith to please him. So when you're praying, watch this, 
You might start in your flesh, but you're provoking your flesh to submit to what you see in righteousness. You're submitted to what you see in what? Righteousness. And in the righteousness of God is revealed faith to faith. So now faith is being activated. When faith is activated, watch this. You walk out in power. Now, watch this. You have a measure. Now I have a what? Okay. Which measure are you operating in based on the faith that you have? Maybe this was too much this morning. I won't come to the end. Somebody say divine measure. Do you know your measure? Didn't he say test yourself to see if you're in the what? Okay, so what are you testing? Saints, what am I testing? Okay, what is saying that you're in the faith, that you know scripture? Let's talk. What tells you you're in the faith? Say that again. I didn't, Paul would say it like this. I did not come in human wisdom. I came so that you, your faith should not be in the wisdom of, I did not come to teach the testimonies of God, but to reveal the power of God. Your expectation should be power. It should be what? It should be what? Because if you have the God of all power and all authority, why you ain't got no power? Why don't you have power to deal with it? How many of you know the devil not scared of your words? What he want to know is, how much do you know inside? Because we speak spirit with spirit. So what are you really checking is, where's your power? Which means we have a thermometer to check power levels. Many people are talking and very educated. But to the mature in the spirit, that don't move them. You don't get a position because you can tell me some the, the 10 scriptures. I want to know what you can hold. I want to know how you can communicate. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? I want to know, do the scripture work in you? Because if it don't work in you, why are you going to try to make it work in somebody else? Somebody said, let the word work. Come on, let the word work. We are sleeping because we're using the wrong principles. We're checkmarking ourselves. And God is saying, I'm, uh, the reason why you're talk, getting talked like this, because he's trusting you. He's tr somebody say, he's trusting me. Yeah, he's trusting that you are going to go forward in your maturity. Come on, somebody, I'm going to the height of my call. Come on, I'm coming to the height of what I'm called to do and be and become. I'm coming into all that I'm called to be by the power of his might. All that I know, Paul would say, all that I may know, I don't want to know nothing yet except, except Christ crucified. Why? Because the more I see Christ, the more I'm empowered. Stand to your feet if you can. There, there's so much need. There's so much need to entertain our lacking. 
Sometimes God allows us to, hey, use the whole day and I want you to just pray. How many know, I, I just really, sometimes I, I just want to, hey, everybody just keep praying. Let's pray till we break through. Even with that, he's saying, I need them to be taught. Because if they keep praying in their own knowledge, they're going to keep meeting the same challenges that I called them to overcome. Saints, I'm trying to tell you, hey, if you're in the spirit, how many of you can sense all the craziness going on? How many of you feel like, hey, man, this is a, I thought I had all them declarations in the middle of the year. We're going to run it, we're going to do it, and now you drag it. Your mind is sitting on the sideline. So if you're in the spirit, you know there's a lot going on. But you were not called to be overcome by it. So you need preemptive answers. Pre-planned understanding by power. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. By wisdom, a house is built. Understanding is established. Men of God, by wisdom, it is what? If you don't have wisdom, you're in trouble. You can't do this naturally. You can't do it naturally. Which means if the Spirit of God is not encouraging and empowering you in a day-to-day basis, you are going to be in trouble. Your wife is too wise for you. You're going to get frustrated quick. She tell me to take out the trash wrong. <laughs> Who are you talking to, girl? There's something in the mind of the spirit that eases your mind. It eases your perception. It eases your understanding. I don't pray for heaven. I got that when I believe. I pray to keep my mind. I pray to keep my mind about my family, about my marriage, about where I'm called to walk. Stop praying but to check boxes with God and get the power to judge everything around you right. What you're doing is you're judging good and evil. Much is given, much. Most of us keep praying about giving. But God is trying to prepare you for what's required. He's trying to prepare you for what? We've been talking about the circular and cycle mental caste systems of the mind. Familial, family caste systems of... You have to get to a place where God can bring the oil. Somebody say the oil of intimacy. Ministers, I want you to understand, promotion in the kingdom of God starts with intimacy. I don't want to know what you know until you can, you can show that you can be intimate with him. Because your Bible says knowledge puffs up. He said, do not promote a novice. You know what a novice is? Someone who knows a lot of stuff. Uh-oh. You know what a novice is? Someone who knows a lot of stuff but there is no content to it so the bible god is trying to help us to understand the biggest thing i need my church to understand is stop trying to give to me and learn to receive from me 
when they learn to receive from me, watch this, they are not giving to me, I'm giving to myself out of them. You'll get it when you get home. When you allow God to give to you, watch this, it is not your will you're living from. It's not, if it's not your will, who is giving you the will to do and to be? Abide in me. And my word abide in you. Watch this. He did not say you may should have. He said, ask what you will and it shall be what? So there's a place God is saying, you keep waiting on me to say something and I'm trying to get in you so you can talk. God wants to sign off on what you say. Is that what you think, daughter? Because we're thinking one. Good. Let's walk. The problem is you keep thinking everything is for you, so you're contradicting the God thought for you. Because you keep thinking God don't want acceleration. When he said all things have been given to me. Watch this. He's restoring all things back to himself. In heaven and on. Okay, where is God? Where's Christ? Where's the kingdom? Where is he? He's in you. So if he's restoring it to himself, where is it coming? So you thought the big house was for you only. Oh. That's why you're fighting against the thought. God, I don't want more. I don't want more. I don't want more. I'm in my flesh. I'm in my flesh. You actually are setting the temperature for your own faith in your own life. And God is saying, you don't understand me. I'm trying to play my card through you. The fact that you think like that shows that mammon is still at the hedge of your perception. Mammon is still what? Because mammon still controls you. If I told you to do this, all I had to do, all the adversary had to do is bring another opportunity that's bigger than that. You'll run right with it. How many of you know you're not called to be controlled by mammon? How many know you're called to control it? How many know you're called to con? You know what that means? That as you're coming in alignment with the word and the word is becoming you, watch this. By default, the earth has to respond to the light. By default, the earth has to what? What you don't know, saints, is what you begin to know about God, God has to make room for you. That light does not, it can't be hidden. So the influence of the light, God says, I have to make sure that that light stays at the top. So you keep thinking you need a functional car to get to work. God is looking at you getting to work so you can learn him more to submit. Uh-oh, all right, yeah. This is not going over too well, right? You're looking at, I need this so I can look good on Facebook. And they know I made it. They know. I, they know I didn't waste my degree. They know. They know. Uh-huh.
ain't never have all this. So I, you know, I got it. I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kingdom perspective. God is waiting on you to realize Him. Watch this, because when you know Him, watch this. You, you, you. The yoke and the burden of God. Watch this. Make you a force to be reckoned with. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? See, the biggest problem with this carnality state is that you can't see how God sees. That means that you don't see souls. What door is God calling you to break down to get a soul? But see, you thinking you loving the soul more by staying out of the spirit. But the, the lie of that is you're not breaking down the door. Because you're still concerned about your yourself. Selfishness hides among those who think they care more about something, but it's really more about themselves. It's a self-governing state. Oh, yeah, hear what I'm saying? So there's a point where you can love yourself rather than giving your life to your friend because he gave to you. You do give, but the life you're given is not your own. You don't give anything until you receive one. Oh, yeah, hear what I'm saying? God is calling you to receive. God is calling you to what? God is calling you to what? Saints, if you start learning to receive, your, your prayer life is going to change. Your life is going to change. There's a new covenant. There's a new covenant. You, you can't stay. You can't stay. Saints, you cannot stay. You can't stay in bitterness, strife. You can't stay. It's a lie. You can't stay. You can't even hear like you think you might be hearing. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Ah, Yaturai. Saints, if you have knowingly unrepentance or hurt by someone and you haven't let it go, by default, you watch this. By default, based on the realm of the kingdom of God, you do not move in ministry at all. See, you see how we've been lied to? So how in the world I knowingly am in pain, but I've been moving around? Oh, yeah, no, no, remember, we're not rejecting that a person have pain. The issue is, who said that we should allow someone to not get the help they need to go and get clearance to be healthy? The greatest thing the devil would love for you to do, listen, write it down. He wants you to go work for God. He wants you to love God, work more than the God. He wants you to love God's work more than. When you start loving God's work more than him, you got a problem. Because if I love your work more than me, I'm going to wear myself out by your work. And I can stop moving by the spirit that led me to the world. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? Most of us are so trying to go do the work. And God is saying, I just want you to be a son and daughter. 
I want you to learn to laugh. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. I want you to sit so well that when you come out, you're just so happy. And people think you're weird. And and and, and through that, watch this, watch this. You might not need a prophetic class. Well, I'm going to, you, you're going to sense prophetically what you need to do because we're one. I just want you, I don't want, listen, in this stage of your life, I want you to just learn to receive and love me. Just learn to be loved. Watch this, watch this. When you do that, the element of Christ in wisdom will by default push you and help you know the limit to walk. Can I tell you another thing that I've seen under the sun? <laughs> you want to know another thing under the sun? A lot of our questions is carnal. And we are helping people stay in a carnal questioning questionnaire. Okay, let me help you understand because some of y'all are like, I ain't asking no more questions. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. Let's bring perspective. A lot of the things that we're trying to ascend to, you don't ascend by just that type of knowledge. You ascend by intimacy. So some things that you might be looking for, God has been waiting on you. Because it can't be understood just based on somebody telling you. It's only understood when you go through the processual internally and you will start to perceive what you should know. So some of us are trying to ask ourselves out of intimacy. What are we trying to do? That responsibility there, I'd rather you just tell me. Give me the knowledge. Uh, 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 start right there. When you do that, watch this. I'm trying to tell you that same spirit that knows all things will teach you what you're trying to know. When you hit the realm, then you qualify for that knowing. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? So what is mature leaders are looking for? We're not looking for what you know in your head. We're looking for what you're experiencing in your life. That's where your life, your, your, your language changed. Oh, you done met God. Come on in the room now. And if that thing stays on you, watch this. Oh, you dangerous. So i got to make sure that I give you the principles associated with the realms that you're about to go into. But if I have to force a realm through just giving you information, I'm not, I'm going to stop because you, you, you haven't met the heart realm yet. There's a heart containment that must be associated with knowledge. Somebody say heart. So when you're trying to go beyond and your heart is not conducive through intimacy and oil, what breaks the yoke? What breaks the yoke? The, the oil, the anointing, what? It does what? So if the oil is not in the receptacle of you, you could be speaking in yokes. And God come to break the yoke this morning. I say God come to break the yoke. 
There's an oil of intimacy that he's calling you to. The, your, your importance is intimacy with God. You, you don't need to understand. Stop trying to master your gift. Don't do that. Master one with God. Master intimacy with him. By default, watch this. You're going to start coming into understanding your gift. Watch this. At that, when somebody can check, okay, you got the intimacy thing right. Now we're going to learn the principles of the gift. But if you're coming pre wanting to know information, intimacy is not there. So the question is, how are we waiting intimacy? I'm going to let you go. The question is what? How are we waiting intimacy? How do you weigh intimacy? I'm not going to tell you today. But change it's time up for us being a victim to the state of the world. A victim to what the enemy and the adversary is bringing. It's time for us to overcome. I say it's time for us to overcome. I say it's time for us to overcome. It's time for us to what? It's time for you to overcome. It's time for you to overcome. It's time for you. Come on. When, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Don't stay there. I'm telling you what to do now. If you're broken, busted, and gusset, pray. Do you know that's a responsibility of a believer? Let, let me correct something. It's your responsibility to pray. Stop it, Wes. No, it's not optional. You have to pray. If you're not praying, you're not saved. Oh, see, y'all, you see, we're so used to this. How many of you know it's a responsibility to the facts? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When prayer becomes your preeminent posture and love of Jesus is the number one thing to your life. And love of what? Can I tell you how you grow fast? Learn to stay in love with Jesus. You know how you grow fast? Just learn to stay in love with him. When you run into a problem, say, oh, I can't. I, let me go and love Jesus. And when you love Jesus, watch this. You can cast all your cares on him. Because you know he cares for you. Because of what he's doing in your heart. God wants to be felt. And when he's felt upon you, now you can go and bring him everything. Many of us are meeting things of our past. God is waiting on you. He said, ah, don't take, don't go past go. I want you to take that thing and come bring it to me. Come bring it to what? Bring it to me. Because <laughs> I care. If you don't give me your care, your care is going to be your idol. Your, your care be the first thing you keep looking at. God, you know what I care about. You keep looking at it. God, help me. You're, look, you're looking at the care. You're not looking at me. You're looking at the care. God, you know you need to. You're looking at the care. God, I can't deal with an idol. I need you to learn to look at me. And this is going to. Saints. It's time for us to come out of the rebellion of our past. And come into time 
for the principles for our future. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? It's time to come out of the pain of the past and get to the knees. Get to the heart of the thing. Somebody say, get to the heart of the thing and give it to God. It is your time to go forward. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Lord, I Father, you know, you say you know our needs, God. You know our needs before we ask. You know our needs, God, before we ask. Father, we come just to know you this day. We come to know you, God. You've been looking and desiring more that we may know you. You've left us with so much life. You say you come that we might have life. You have come that we can have life. Father, help us to see what you've done for us. That you shed your blood. You was wounded for our transgressions. You was wounded for our transgressions. We shall not stay in trans. You was wounded for it. Help me to see your wounds. Bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. And God, we declare our healing this morning. I say I de we can declare our healing this morning. Healing of our mind. Healing of our perspective. Heal. Father, thank you that you're raising an army of soldiers after your heart. Father, forgive us for known and unknown. God, we know that you are the author and the finisher. So we say, speak on this morning. Speak on, Holy Ghost. Thank you for aligning us. Thank you for setting us apart. Thank you for loving us, God. Father, from this day forward, we declare that we're going to make you the first priority. You're number one. Hey, God, you are our life. You are our source. You are our sustainer. So I put you back. And I set myself back into submission. Speak on, Holy Ghost. Do as you will. Father, I pray that every yoke of bondage that has been a whirlwind on your people's mind that is broken this morning. In the name of Jesus. Every cycle, every mental deep fall, Lord, I declare it broken this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, lift up your people. Strengthen them. Give us preemptive measures of divine stewardship, divine power, that we may know the hope and the calling. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your everlasting love. In Jesus' mighty name. Can you give God a hand clap?
At this moment, we're going to prepare for our tithes and offering. You may be seated for a moment. How many know sometimes it's needful for you to agree with the word? How many know sometimes it's needful for you to agree with the word? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many are blessed this morning? If you desire to give online, you can give to 214-214-4055. Saints, I want to share real quick that God also looks at how you give. He looks at what? How you give. What place of your heart are you giving from? Amen. Amen. You give. You give. God doesn't need your money. He needs your heart. I said God doesn't need your money. He needs your So by you holding on to your money, it's already proven that mammon has gotten your heart. What did I just say? It's already proven that mammon and got to your. So you think that I can't give because I have this, this, this. God said you can't get this taken care of until you do. But we give thanks that we're able to give. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Can you give God a hand clap for our new building? I want to let you know things are still moving forward and um, come to find out there was another process that came about pretty proshy. <laughs> but how many know God is faithful? So we're still looking to uh, in the next couple of weeks or next month or so, we'll be updating you. But things are moving forward. Amen. Glory to God. And as things are moving forward, hey, how many of you know it's a good time? It, it, it's a good time for you to prepare before. Oh, yeah. You want to fill some seats? You're going to take some family. Some of y'all are like, I ain't catch that one. Oh, yeah. Enough is enough where you're not going to speak to one person about your God in a year. I'm believing God. No less than five souls this year. I say no less than. Who ready for discipling? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's stand to our feet if we can. Thank you, Jesus. Can you give our visitors a hand clap for being here? We thank God for you. First time, second time visitor, third time visitor. If you hit the fifth time visitor, we, we're not mad. We're just going to ask you to fill out something called new members. 
If you don't have a church home, lift your hand. We would love for you to join us here at Believers Connection. And we want to just really open the door to you to join us here at our church. Amen. We, we are a loving church, but we want you to come into the height of your ministry. Amen. Amen. We're going to shout. We're going to dance. We're going to fall on the floor, but we're going to learn. We're going to learn. Glory to God. How many have been learning? Come on. How many have been learning? Amen. Come on. You're going to learn how to deal with the devil. You're going to learn how to. Come on. You're going to learn how to take what you need. Amen. Glory to God. You want to see a church of 100? At least every person needs to take at least 20. That's too many. At least five. Hey, Pastor, hold on now. I was building. Are you ready for your five? Amen. Come on, we're building armies. How many know we need to engage men this, this year? Come on. Do I have some men that can come together and we go grab some men to learn how to be men? By the Spirit of God? See, you can't walk with everybody if people can't stick with what God is trying to do. So I'm looking for some fighters. We might, we might eat a little bologna and cheese on the way, but we don't. Amen. How many excited of the joy of the Lord is your strength? Amen. Stretch your hand this way. Father, we thank you for this gift that you've given us, God. And Father, we receive this day. We thank you for your grace, your ability, God. Continue to accelerate our lives that we may live by you. To know you, God, is our only desire. We love you, Jesus. Father, I pray that doors open for your people. I thank you for freedom this morning. I thank you that principalities and powers are dismantled this morning. I say principalities and powers are dismantled this morning in their minds, in their families, in their homes. You are not the God of confusion, but hope, peace, and joy. Father, we thank you for accelerating and aligning our minds and hearts. We thank you for unity in marriages, unity in our children, unity in the minds of your people, God. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. Bless this offering that it may bless your kingdom and return in souls. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Can you give God a hand clap? Did we have announcements, Nanjo? Yes. If you may be seated one moment as we listen to our announcements. Stay tuned for our weekly announcements. We would like to take this time to welcome all of our visitors. We are honored that you chose to fellowship and worship with us today. Please see Mercedes in the lobby immediately following service for your thank you gift. Give your tithes and offerings by texting GIVE to 214-214-4055 or online at believersconnection.org.
Would you like to grow in your walk with God as well as fellowship with like-minded believers? Join us every second through fifth Sunday for our discipleship training class at 9 a.m. here at BCC. Our women's and men's discipleship groups will continue our phenomenal series on the life of Jesus. You don't want to miss this. Calling all new members. Learn more about our mission and ministries at our new member orientation on Saturday, March 5th from 10 to 11 a.m. here at BCC. Registration is required and ends Sunday, February 27th. For more information, please speak with Angela. Listen and subscribe to the Believer's Connection Church podcast on all available podcast platforms. We invite you to join us for corporate prayer and intercession every Thursday at 7 a.m. via Zoom. Join us every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. for a Bible study via YouTube, Facebook, or here at BCC. Join us for our Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 a.m. here at BCC. Service can also be streamed on the BCC website at believersconnection.org. Join us for BC Live as young adults from around the Metroplex unite to experience an incredible move of God. Services are every Friday at 7 p.m. with an after party to follow. I promise you do not want to miss this. We invite you to join us for our next single women's event on Sunday, February 20th at 3 p.m. at Gloria's Latin Cuisine in Arlington, Texas. For more information, please speak with Marla. That's all for this week's announcements. Have a fantastic week.